The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hi, my name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for Tuesday night basketball, Thursday night, and everything in between. And you know me, I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign an inner promo code HOOPBALL and get your deposit matched away halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. Thank you for joining me on the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. We are back after two wins this weekend that were, that, that were very much expected. But as we know, with the things that they've been going through playing against lesser competition, we've seen weird things happen. So we'll, we'll take these two wins. Um, both games were against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Played them on uh, Friday night, played them on Sunday night, and got a win in both games. Impressive they didn't let them into the triple digits. In the, both games, they were held under 100 points. And the, the role players are really starting to click. And that's the that's the bigger story here. So I'll just speak on how the the Mavericks are really starting to gel and the way they're just starting to come together at the right time. And hopefully it looks like looks like they may get Porzingis back here soon, maybe tomorrow. I know he really hasn't said much over the last three weeks and he finally came out and he had a, a press conference speaking to his injury and and the fact that he I mean, just the fact that he's been speaking and has been available shows that this is potential that he could be on his way back. But boy, has this been a roller coaster of a season for the Mavericks. I mean, but with all that being said, they have endured and have pushed through so much. I mean, over their last 45 games, they're 31 and 14. 31 and 14. And I mean, again, considering everything that they've gone through, I mean, whether if it's COVID, injuries, personal issues, um, the amount of games you have to play, it has all worked out in their favor in the fact that they've come out victorious in more games than maybe any team could expect because you could make a good case that they were hit the hardest by COVID. And for them to go through all of that, still end up in the position they're in now, is just really a fantastic testament to the coaching staff, the players' um, ability to endure uh, issues and be able to push through um, and, and solve problems in places that maybe they would not have expected. So I'm just really proud of this team. And, I mean, they've played 12 games in roughly 18, 19 days, and they've gone 10-2 and two over that stretch. I mean, that's amazing. And the fact that they're going to have their first practice since, like, April 20th um, shows that, for one – they haven't been able to to get any time to quote unquote improve 
on things and, and work on things and practice and, and work on the finer details of maybe game planning and stuff that they want to do as a unit. But just the fact that they've had to keep going and they've just been winning on the run. I mean, <laughs> you don't really have a lot of time to recover and rest and you don't have a lot of time to teach and learn. And so when those two things happen, but you're still able to pull pull together a record like that, and they've been one of the top four teams record-wise in the entire NBA over um, over that span since they've got over COVID since February. I mean, it, it, it's just it's it's amazing to see and and everything they're going through right now in terms of finally gelling, finally putting it together, is really paying off. So again, last night's game they won one twenty four ninety seven, and there was some welcome sights in this game. Well, first and foremost, Luca's ejection. <laughs> I know there's been a lot spoken about this ejection, and the fact of the matter is, it he just made a bad decision in a bad moment. Whether if it was intentional or not, the optics of that leads everyone to believe that was watching that you know it wasn't a great play. That's just that's just flat out. I mean, there's no other way around it. You can't do that, even if you didn't mean to. You can't swipe and in a growing area, no matter what. And so the ejection was warranted. Nothing more, nothing less. He shouldn't be suspended. He shouldn't go to jail for it. I mean, I've seen in the Twitterverse, and I know sometimes our Mavericks nation can get a little ahead of ourselves, but ultimately, it was just a bad decision, and he got ejected. Let's move on from that. There's no big deal. But they got off to a quick start last night, got a good a good boost from Tim Hardaway Jr., and a good boost from Josh Richardson. And let's speak about Josh Richardson for a minute, because... He's someone who I've been critical of in the sense that just want to see them. I just want to see him play to the potential that everyone expected him to be at when he arrived in Dallas and he just wasn't playing to that to that potential. And I mean, he came out, he's had in this game, he ended up nine or 14 from the field. He was over three from the three point line, but he made both of his free throws. He ended up with 20 points, two steals, two rebounds, one assist, but the scoring is what I really liked. And I mean, he's he scored at least 17 points in three of his last four games. And one of his, the quote that he had, and this is why I love a guy like Josh Richardson, because I know he has the dog in him to bounce back. And I know it. he doesn't just sit on mediocrity. And so I just love players that have their own, that have their own motor to be better. I'd rather have to, I'd rather have to reel a guy in than have to push a guy out. I've always said that. Some guys, you know, they're 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 hotheads or, you know, or they're wired differently and, you know, they just play the game on a different frequency. And then there's some guys who are just very laid back and you just you wish they gave you more. But in the sense of Josh Richardson, who, like I said, has scored 17 points in his last four games, he said, and I quote, I've taken my training and my practice to another level. I've been in the gym a lot more than I normally would be because I take things personally when I'm not playing up to where I want to be. And that's just great to hear. And, it, and he's backed it up with his play. He has been playing much better. And if the Mavericks want to make any noise in the playoffs, any noise, they're definitely going to need his services. He's a guy that they really are going to have to um, have show up. And with Porzingis, his durability haven't, haven't been iffy this year is, a, is even more of a reason. Although I have faith that we're, we're going to get Porzingis back soon and we'll be fine in that area. But Tim Hardaway Jr., man, he's he's a guy, he can get hot with the best of them. 
he can go cold with the best of them. But as it stands right now, Tim Hardaway's over his last five games, he's averaging 27 points. He's shooting over 53, almost 54% from the field, has a 70.4 true shooting percentage, 84% from the free throw line, and 50% from three. And for a guy who's taken up to 10 three-pointers uh, almost a game, I mean, he's just on fire at the right time, point blank and period. And they're going to need it, and hopefully he just stays on this track going into the playoffs, and that's what you want. You you don't want to peak too early in the season. You don't want to have guys riding too high early in the season because the law of averages and just humans in general, it's hard to maintain that level of play. But when you get hot around this time, it usually carries over. And for a guy like him, who's who is a very who's someone they depend on a lot for outside shooting, this is a perfect time to find his stride. And hopefully he can hold it when Porzingis comes back, because obviously some of his attempts and opportunities will come down. But he could still keep his he could still keep his um, streak going just by being ready. Obviously, he will. He's an extremely professional guy, but just being locked in. And so I don't think that should take him out of rhythm once Porzingis gets back. If anything, it should give him just as open looks because he might not get as many looks, but he should be just as open. And so he's hit 32 threes and counting in his last six games. And he's shooting and shooting 52.5% from deep. I mean, it's just kudos to him for the way he's playing. I mean, you can't really ask for much more from a guy like that. So... So Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Richardson get them out to a great start. Again, they were leading after the first quarter. And I I must say it, I know it's a cheesy stat, but they continue to be undefeated when they're winning after the first quarter. Continue to be undefeated. And that's great. Keep that up. No reason for that to slow down. That's such a weird stat for them to have. (laughs) Such a weird stat. But nonetheless, it is a a realistic stat that's been happening. I mean, when 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 they get out to good starts, Good things usually have happen for the Mavericks, and that's just the way it goes. But in the third quarter, when Luka got ejected, they were only up by about 10 points or so, I think 11. And so you would think when Luka goes out the game that this might turn into somewhat of a, you know, you never know what could happen, right? But instead, they completely blitzed Cleveland, blew them off the floor, they won the game by 27, obviously, but they were up by as much as 30. I mean, they got you couldn't stop Tim Hardaway from getting um, getting his shot off. Jalen Brunson was going crazy in the third quarter, and they just and they just put this team away, completely put this team away. And so, for me, again, it's just taking care of business. This team is not somebody they should have that it shouldn't even been any competition, and they came out and they showed why. This team was shorthanded. The Cavs are looking forward to the lottery. These games are meaningless, and the Mavericks are trying to gear up for a playoff run. So this is a time for them to be locked in. Obviously, they didn't have Maxi Kleber or Porzingis, but everybody else came and answered the bell. I mean, Dwight Powell, who I've talked about in the previous podcast, has also found his stride. He was 6 of 8 from the field, had 12 points, had um, 4 blocks, which is a career high, 4 assists, 1 steal, 9 rebounds. I mean... I, I'm extremely proud of him because he's taken so much heat over the year. And again, I've preached patience with him as well. He's a guy who was trying to find his way early in the season, coming back from such a gruesome injury, 
And that's just not everyone doesn't bounce back the same way. And it's just great to see him playing at the level he's playing at right now, because, again, it's the perfect time as they gear up for the playoffs. Um, you had Willie Colley Stein, who didn't have one of his best games. He had he only had four points and seven rebounds and was a minus two for the game. But again, his activity level was great. He was out there playing. He just didn't, you know, he just didn't put it all together. But between everyone that played, they were getting to the rim at will. And I mean, and they lived in the paint. Um, they dominated the cat, the Cavs inside the, the the Cavs have no inside presence. I mean, Jared Allen. It looks like he's looking forward to vacation. Kevin Love is an inside presence. They didn't really have anyone else that was going to pose a threat down. I mean, they just signed Anderson Verjao. He's played. I mean, that just goes to show you how much they're hurting for an inside presence. No Isaiah Hardenstein for those guys, which is another big body. But the Cla- the Cavaliers are getting ready for the lottery. And this is a game that the, that the Mavericks came in, did what they should have. I mean, in the paint, it was a 54-32 to advantage. That's not something that the Mavs do often. I mean, they try to get in the paint, and I always talk about the rebounding battle, of course, which they won last night, 42-38, to but it was their shooting. I mean, they were 53% from the field, 38% from the from the three-point line, and they shot 9 of 11 on their free throws. I mean, it was just an all-out blitz, an all-out maximum effort by everyone involved, and it was just more so of them gearing up again. They haven't had a lot of practice time, but these are games that you want to get practice in. So they were able to sit guys later in the game, which is in my previous podcast, I spoke about that's that should have been their prime objective going into the weekend. Take care of business and have like a hidden minute restriction on these guys, not restricting them from playing, but being able to get them out of the game earlier than usual because of the fact that this should be a game that they put these guys away early and be able to get some built in rest in games where it was, you know, where there's not a lot of high competition. So I was happy to see that, was happy to see them pull out this win, move forward. They have the Grizzlies tomorrow night, and that's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough game. But as far as last night goes, no one played more than 27 minutes. And that that's, you know, you can't ask for much more in a, in a blowout win in this fashion. So hopefully they can keep it going. Um, again, against the Grizzlies, it's just a competition. The, the Grizzlies are fighting for their playoff life. They're one of the better defensive teams in the league. Hopefully they get Porzingis back, but everyone else should be all hands on deck. And much like Jalen Brunson, was, he was really hitting his stride in February, March, where we were talking about him as a six-man-of-the-year candidate. And so you got him, who's kind of found his way back. You got Tim Hardaway Jr., who was cold at one point, but now he's out of his shooting slump. Dwight Powell seems to be finding his stride. Josh Richardson is now, you know, getting back in the gear and finding his way on the court and, and scoring at a much better rate than he was doing previously. And we even got some minutes from Josh Green. Again, his athleticism just stands out. It really just stands out. He only played 19 minutes last night, but he had a serious dunk on a fast break. And man, it's going to be exciting when he really, really develops. But Overall, tomorrow night's game against them, and for the record, their last few games to close out, they close out the season, their last regular season game is Sunday against the Timberwolves, but they got the Grizzlies on Tuesday, they have the Pelicans on Wednesday, Raptors on Friday, and then they finish out with the Timberwolves on Sunday. Only one of these teams is really trying to win a game, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies game. 
other than that, Raptors, they can beat you, but I don't know how how much they're putting a priority how much they're prioritizing winning right now. Same with the Pelicans, no Zion. And then the Timberwolves are just the Timberwolves. I mean, they're certainly just looking for the lottery at this point and they're going vacation. So hopefully the Mavericks finish strong um, and continue to to fill out their ways because they've been hitting a serious stride lately and it's good to see it happening at, at the right time. They're firmly in fifth place, but a couple of losses can really can really move them out of that spot. I mean, the Lakers are right there at 38 and 30. Trailblazers are right behind them at 39 and 29. So the Mavericks don't really get a chance to rest. They really have to finish strong. So we shall see what happens. So thank you guys for listening. This is the Hootball Mavericks podcast. Like I said, I am your host, Lawrence Brooks. Please go subscribe and download on all streaming platforms. Leave a five-star review. Leave a one-star review. Just let me know how you like it. Um, it's really exciting that we're getting down to playoff time. And you can also catch me on Twitter at LBSaidit. That's L-B-S-A-I-D-I-T. And at Hootball Mavs. Um, try, again, trying to get back on, on live tweeting. Just sometimes I'm in the midst of doing coaching stuff. And it gets a little hard, but I'm going to get back on that, especially for the playoffs. I will be locked in and ready to talk with you guys and um, and let me know what you think. But I will talk to you guys soon. Everybody be safe on this good Monday. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.